Welcome to the Clary Podcast, a division of Aaron Clary, LLC, brought to you by assholeconsulting.com. Aaron Clary, Chairman and CEO. And now, your host, Captain Capitalism himself, the world's only professional asshole, Aaron Clary. Oh yes, welcome to the Clary Podcast. I have finished stacking, well I haven't stacked the wood. I, uh, I, as you know, am an abuser of my girlfriend. I, I, uh, I have to confess, um, I truly am a misogynist because I treat all women as genuine equals. And when it comes to the wood, as you guys know, I'm very, I'm very, uh, uh I'm very hard on my wood. <laughs> no, uh, I'm very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm very adamant about wood because it keeps me warm during winter, keeps the pipes from freezing. It is a direct line to my survival. And so I, I take it very seriously, and uh, I've been goofing around the past couple of months, driving all around on the motorcycle and everything, that the winterization of the Clary household has not, um, that's kind of taken a back seat. So the first thing I had to do, I had to go to my guy. You guys all should have a guy for your wood. I got two cords, hauled it in my truck, unloaded it, and the agreement is I go and pay for it. She's got to go and stack it. And uh, that is abuse by today's standards where we hold women up to our own standards. We, we treat women like men. People like, you make your girlfriend... A- yes, yes I do. Not only do I charge her rent and make her buy me meals every once in a while and pay for drinks, I also have her carry her weight around the house. And I like, I like reminding people of that because it pisses off all the right people. Now all the real women out there who actually do carry their own weight, they're like, damn right, as it should be. Women should carry her own weight. And then the guys are like, oh my gosh, you do that? You actually, I don't know where, I've talked about this before, but we might as well talk about it again because this lesson is, 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 is too invaluable um, to uh, tonight. <clears throat> guys, I have seen, I won't mention names. Let's just say I did my big two-week, two-and-a-half-week motorcycle ride around the East. And I ran into many men. And if you're thinking, is he talking about me? I'm not talking about you. But I am talking about some people. Where they can't believe for the life of them that I'm allowed to go take a two-week vacation uh, while the girlfriend is back at the at headquarters working the real job. They can't believe that, oh, she trusts you to say, you know, like, she lets you go? My gosh, my, my wife, girlfriend, significant, won't let me go. And they, then the, uh, not only that, but what else was it? Oh, and that, that I actually tell, like, I have stand, I drew the line. This is, this is the, this is probably the more important than like having a woman that will let you go out and be yourself because then inevitably you always come back. But where you you start early on, you lay down the foundations. Look, look, again, as I'm telling a lot of my clients now at Asshole Consulting, the goal is not them. The goal is not the woman. You are the prize. In the long run, the guy is the prize. Why? Because we're the ones that actually produce the most economically, historically, and die five years early because we produce a lot more. <clears throat> We're the ones that traditionally had to go and build the house and make all the money, yada, yada, yada. 
So what, what men do is they kill themselves in the short game. They're, they're thinking about uh, the pussy. They're thinking about sex, and which means they're not thinking at all. They're thinking with the wrong head. And so they try to be agreeable to whatever cockamamie terms these girls come up with. And then once you start dating set on those terms, it's very hard then to change the terms. Well, I thought you always did the housework. I thought you always had to buy dinner. I thought you, I thought you, I thought you. No. If you're going long haul, you have to be happy in this situation too. And I'm not, I'm not even being, ha ha, kind of, oh, Clary, he's trolling a little bit. I'm being deadly serious. You are half of the equation, gentlemen, and ladies too, for whatever ladies out there that, you, you know, you, it could happen the reverse, certainly. Uh, <clears throat> typically, it's not this case. Most of the men are like amazed that I have freedom, that of an American male. But uh, it, you, you have to be very clear what the term, like, no, I'm going to go on two-week motorcycle rides. No, my career is such, and I've busted my ass off for it, by the way, that I have ultimate freedom. And I'm going to go, like, I'm going to go one of these winters. I'm going to go down to Thailand, Southeast Asia, Vietnam, maybe hit Australia and New Zealand. I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I don't have it in me anymore to do these long-ass trips. But I got to go out there and do some reconnaissance and see if it's something. And people are like, well, aren't you going to be gone for two months? Yes. Yes, I am. I'm the perfect candidate to be gone for two months. And the girl better be happy with that because otherwise, I mean, think about it. It's, it's, it's not just for my benefit and my own self-respect for what, what I've earned and the freedoms that, that, you know, what I've given up in the past, what I've sacrificed in the past to earn today. But long-term, it's a lot better for both of us because now I have a plan B. I might go prop, buy property out in Thailand. I don't know. But now I know, okay, when we come to the shores of Southeast Asia to escape the Hitlery Nazis that might be coming down the pipe anytime soon, or the confiscatory tax rates, I know about Singapore. I might have some contacts, already have a network. I'm the guy going out into the field. And so that would not only benefit myself, but it would benefit my girlfriend or any loved ones that I have to want to come with. So otherwise, just my girlfriend and I will be going. See you, bye. Oh... But it's also beneficial to the relationship in the long run because you're happier. Look, all these people, all these guys, whoa, I can't believe you guys. They're miserable. They got tyrannical tyrant wives running over them. And the wives aren't happy either because they they, they, they follow, they swallowed whole the leftist indoctrinating Oprah, <clears throat> She-Ra bullshit. They, they all think, well, he better do this and he better do that. Meanwhile, their, their vaginas are drying up faster than the Sahara. I mean, we're not even talking dry as Sahara sand. We're taking, you take the sand and you grind it into dust. That's how dry it's gotten because these guys aren't men. That is saying, no sugar tits. We ain't, I, I am going to go on this camping trip. Yeah, you know what? I am going to go get drunk with the boys and I'm going to Uber it back home and I'm going to be piss ant drunk by the time I get back. You know what? That doesn't mean I don't love you. That doesn't mean I'm banging on some other gal. It just means I'm going out and having fun and being myself. And here's a little secret for you, ladies. You let the guy go out and be himself, he's going to be happy to come back home with you, and he's less likely to cheat. It's you people that got your men on the leash. Like, where are you going? Why are you doing that? Why are you talking? Like you're a fucking uh, uh, auditor with the FDIC wanting to chronicle every minute of time of your husband. Where is he going? What are you doing? Guess what? Other women's pussies start to look really good compared to yours. And you could be the hottest, smokingest hot chick ever, but you start going North Korea Kim Jong-un on your husband or your significant other, that's when their eyes start to wander. 
And then all of a sudden, you don't, you don't like them because what? They're not allowed to... See, the guy you fell in love with, that was the guy when he was free. You're like, oh, look at him doing his thing. Doing what... I like the fellow. Oh, he's a backpacker. He does this. And then you leash him down and you keep him on a two-foot rope. And he's not hiking. He's not camping, you know. I mean, it is just like dogs. It's exactly like dogs. You ever chain down a dog into a yard? These these the veritable animal abusers where they, they stick a post in the ground and leave the dog out in all sorts of weather. As opposed to a dog who's not only... Which dogs look happier? Which dogs play more? Why is it the dog as playful as a puppy when I first got him? I've only nailed him down to a two-foot leash and he's running around in a two-foot uh, radius of a circle in his own filth and shit. Well, I don't know why he's not happy. I don't know what happened. And then you're going to oh, I'll go find another dog. I'm going to divorce this dog. Go find another one. Oh, look, this one's happy and playful. And then you just you just suck the lifeblood out of these guys. Not, not letting them go and be dogs. My girlfriend lets me go be a dog. And I am the alpha dog. I'm not brave, but I, I do lay down the rules getting back to the original point. Look, you're going to do some work. Because that's the thing. If you, if it's good intentions, guys, it's good intentions. You want, you meet a great gal and you're like, I want her to be happy. But just like children, if you spoil them rotten, you spoil them rotten. Then they become, they expect things. And they don't, they're not, it's not that they, they're unaware of, it's not that they're, um, uh, what is it, malicious and they don't appreciate what you do. Half the time, they don't know what you do. Made the girlfriend change oil. You think, or she was like, that's up for another oil change. And there was just a tone, just a touch of dissatisfaction. You know, I'm like, oh, you know what? You can change the oil. Yeah, let's go change oil. And then we changed oil. Guess what? She don't want to do changing no more oil. You know, not that anybody really does. But now that I, I got to change the oil, now she knows. Ah, that, that's like a 20-minute process. It's very dirty. He's got to do something with the oil. He's got to go down to the... To the, the um, not oil depository, what the hell is a gas station, gotta give the oil to, to the guy. Same thing with wood. It was hard work today hauling wood. Do you know what it's like unloading two cords of wood from a truck? I got a technique. It's a very great let me tell you about my technique, because this is this is to help you youngins out there when you when you own when you have to haul your own wood. I got a guy, I used to cut my own logs. Like I would go cut a tree down and then chainsaw it and then split it. Now, I had some serious man points right there. And uh, and I admit that after that, I, I was looking pretty, I looked pretty good. Problem is, it took three weeks to do that. You get one good tree, it's going to take you three weeks, almost full days of labor, uh, to go and split up that wood, stack it, and everything else. I said, forget that. It's the three weeks, that's too long a vacation. Plus the opportunity cost, I could go make more. Now, I found a guy, 80 bucks a cord, pre-split, cut and pre and dried, already dried, ready to go. Brilliant. Deal of the century. The, the only two things that were better that I got a higher return on investment on was no hair, nose hair trimmers, best 20 bucks I ever spent, and then that, that oil pump, uh, which is nothing more than an empty soap bottle that I got at Walmart. Those are the two greatest. And then you add in this guy's wood, 80 bucks a cord. Oh, pre, that's, that's the highest return on investment. That's, that's what I'm going to remember on my deathbed. Like, man, those are the three greatest economic achievements ever deals so i go out there i go and then i my truck isn't that big so i gotta load up one quart at a time gives you a bag <clears throat> so the bag of these big plastic bags at industrial strength and they hold a quart of wood pre, uh, pre-split so then i gotta unload a little bit of the wood almost half of it out of the out of the cord bag and i it's light enough that i can slowly push it out the end of the tailgate that it falls on its side 
at which point in time I can pull it up over the curb because it's not that heavy. I'm in a total workout on all this. Then <clears throat> I got a slight decline. So what I'll do is I'll water that down with the hose and then it's just like a slide. And then I pull the, the half quarter wood down, unload it down by my wood pile where the girlfriend will then stack it. And then I take the empty bag, I cut it so it's now more of a flat tarp. And then the wood that I had thrown out on the ground, unloading it from the truck, I load that up then onto that tarp and then I pull it down the wet grass again. Now that takes a lot. That took me about, oh, took me the better part of two hours today to do it. Now the girlfriend can stack. She can stack for two hours. That's right. She could take the little pieces of wood and make them all nice and neat. And that's not abuse. That's that's called treating women fairly. Cheating women equally. It's called women's equal treatment. That's what, And that's what you girls have been clamoring for. And by God, I'm going to give it to every woman I can in my life. Absolutely. And it's just fair because now the girl knows. Holy cow, wood is heavy. Man, this is a pain in the ass. Man, wood is dirty. Oh, I didn't know that the wood-burning stove weighs 600 pounds and that Aaron and his buddy, Reverend Ryan, had to go and install it. Wow, these guys do all... And then they're appreciative. But you guys that are wondering, man, look at how my wife... If you ever say my wife would never let me do it, that's because you didn't train your wife in early uh, uh, correctly. You didn't train her correctly and you didn't train her uh, uh, early enough. You went in with the eyes wide open, happy, oh, I just want to make her happy, good intentions, I understand. But then you her, you set her expectations way too high of what a normal man can do, especially after you lose sexual attraction to her as she gets older. <laughs> it's the truth. It's the truth. You guys, when you're all hot and horny in your 20s and 30s or whatever, people who are older now, back when they got, I don't know when they got married, and you would, oh, I will climb the mountains. I will build the buildings. I will, I will do everything. Oh, my gosh, my love, my sweet. And she gets a little long in the tooth. And all of a sudden, that, in, that energy and itself goes away then, doesn't it? Yeah. You, uh, you can't keep up. <laughs> Fuck the dishes. No, I'm not doing the dishes. There's a direct line. It's because the pussy ain't that hot no more. I don't want to do the dishes. Fuck. Why are you doing the dishes? Because you've been doing the dishes for 15 years. Then kids are out of house. Maybe you want to go have a butt, a beer with your buddy Bill. Hey Bill, you want to get a beer? I don't know. I gotta ask the wife. <laughs> there's one guy. He gets out every once in a while, but his wife don't like me. Not that that narrows it down, but there's one guy. The wife is not a fan of mine. But the guy's losing weight. This guy wants to lose weight, and he's losing weight, and he's looking better. The guy's making concrete steps. And even though the women flab their fucking gums, you can ignore that. Because also, I guarantee you, that woman's now looking at her husband who lost. I just to make 20, 25 pounds. He's looking good. He, he's certainly looking better than when he was his fattest. Uh, I guarantee you, the VTs, there's a, little, there's a little rainstorm out there in the Sahara dust storm. There's a little bit of water hitting the Sahara desert out there. And soon there might be palm trees bearing coconut fruits, big bulbousy coconuts. Anyway, uh, it is the Clary Podcast. I am sorry for the lack of discipline. Uh, there was a two and change week motorcycle trip I did, as you guys know. I was out. We visited Glorious Carl uh, and pals. Glorious Carl and pals. Uh, then I made it to Knoxville. Then Raleigh had to wait out the hurricane. Um. Convinced myself I did not want children. 
For those of you that saw the video where I was trying to do my video and then the little kid was at the door trying to unlock and I went back to the door, told the kid to go away. That's where it was. Apparently, three-year-old kids do not understand the importance of YouTube podcasting. Uh, then, what then we went up to D.C. and met a ton of people. Holy shit. I had no idea that there was that. I mean, I kind of knew because of the internet traffic and, and the money. Oh, when are you coming to D.C.? When are you coming to D.C.? I'm like, fine. Okay. Went there, so that was good. Then hung out with uh, uh, the major. And then had a nice ride back. And uh, then Wisconsin. Oh, my God. Then Wisconsin. The state I will nuke. Slightly less than I'll nuke Wyoming. Um these it, it was it got cold and rainy i ended up pulling it was a beautiful day in chicago oh it was wonderful 80 degrees i got rid of the rain gear i didn't need thermal gear it was wonderful pull into waukesha by my favorite cigar lounge out there got my hotel and then uh i'm looking at the weather i'm like it's gonna rain all day tomorrow and it got so bad and the temperature behind the rain so the rainstorm was coming in and it was gonna be like 60s 70s on the east side of the storm but on the back side of the storm, it was 30s, 40s, and at, at highs in the afternoon, 50s. So then you have to go into motorcycle logistics. Like, oh, jeez, okay. I can I can go visit my dad and spend the night there. He's also in Wisconsin, but I'll have to drive through the rain. Or, you know, the rain that is getting increasingly colder as it goes. Or, if I leave at 4 a.m., I could get back to Minneapolis or at least make it to Eau Claire or Hudson and then just chill out while the rainstorm passes through. I could make it to Hudson by 8 a.m. and then uh, at about 1, the, the storm would be gone and, and it's like, okay, so now you're risking deer and not getting enough sleep <clears throat> driving through Wisconsin. And I, I just, I was, I was kick I was going to do that. I had my alarm set and then just that, that one extra brain cell that I grew of maturity and wisdom during my entire decade of the 30s said, you idiot, one deer, rain, you're going to deal with deer and rain and cold on the other side? What if you don't make it to Eau Claire? What if you don't make it to Hudson? It only takes one minute of consistent rain to be completely drenched and soaked. You know, what if you don't get to a place that has internet, which is very common in the middle of frickin' nowhere, Wisconsin? You're going to be driven crazy. All right, take your time. There's no rush to get back. No, you miss your girlfriend. Which I caught flack for, by the way. I'll tell you guys about that. This <laughs> loving, loving flack. Oh, here comes the rain already. The girlfriend gets to stack in rain. What a horrible boyfriend I am. I ride the motorcycle in rain. She gets to stack in rain. So I said, no, I'm, I'm going to go to Appleton. I'm going to crash, hang out with some friends. And then on my way back to Minneapolis, visit my dad. And so I uh, went up to Appleton, um, crashed with my buddy Mike. Dealt with a ton of rain, got drenched. Thank God he had a dryer. Woke up the next morning, <clears throat> 37 degrees. 30, not rain, thank God, but it was 37 degrees. And that, that made, that, those two days, getting drenched on the way up at about 48, 49 degrees, and then just the bitter cold, albeit I was dry. Um, it wasn't until I got to the town of Abbotsford. Atham, look this up. Pay attention to the Wisconsin map. It wasn't until I got to Abbotsford, Wisconsin, uh, did the sun come out and then... It was almost comfortable driving. When you can't feel your toes or your fingers, that's about the types. You know what? Maybe I should get some thermal gear. Ask this guy. I don't know why I asked this female friend of mine. She knows who she is. She listens. I have a female uh, friend who lives down in Phoenix, a better motorcyclist than I am. 
And what I've been using is these frog togs, which you never use, by the way, if you're a motorcyclist. Uh, because it looks like, oh, this is the rain and thermal gear. That stuff shreds after about 500 miles of wear. It was thundering out there. Thunderstorms, too. My goodness. All right. Anyway. Um, so I had already gone through like three things of frog togs because in the mid, when you're in mid-drive, you're in mid-trip, you don't want to get cold. You're just like, okay, fine, whatever. I don't want to be cold or miserable anymore. Just keep me dry and keep me warm. I want to enjoy my motorcycle ride. So I bought three separate things of frog togs, the higher-end ones, the $20 ones. So I spent 60 bucks. I'm like, all right, I've already broken one of my rules where you just buy quality the first time, and it's going to be much less pain, much less frustration. Also, I had to buy a bunch of duct tape to duct tape all this. It, it looked like I was just wearing a big suit of duct tape by the time it, it was done. So I say, hey, what what's top-of-the-line rain gear? R waterproof, not, and it won't shred. I need good, I'm, I'm willing to spend good money on it. And she says, frog talks. I say, anything but fucking frog talks. I don't want frog talks. She's like, well, I don't know. I'm in Phoenix. Why would I know? We don't have rain or snow. We're not crazy like you. I'm like, oh, wait. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> She's down in Phoenix. They don't, get, they don't get rain and they rarely get snow. And it's also warm. What do they need frog? What do they need thermal gear for? Oh, I had to go on the internet. <clears throat> I think the next bike the old captain's going to get and I love my cruiser. Don't get me wrong. I love my cruiser. But I think I'm going to have to hand that off to the girlfriend. Because if I've, I've had bad luck. This past year, put over 20,000 miles on the new bike. And I would have just killed to have one of these thermal gears that you can plug in. Basically, it's a motorcycle snowmobile suit. Electric blanket. Combination electric blanket snowmobile suit. <clears throat> waterproof. And you just plug it in. I don't think my motorcycle has that plug in. Or maybe I can install a plug-in on the current bike, but I don't know if it's got the amperage or voltage or whatever um, to, uh, to keep me warm, to run it and run the motorcycle at the same time. But by gosh, if that happens. Yeah, look at this. It's just rain right now. Every trip I had, every trip I got rained on or it was cold. Only about half the days, half the days, even during summer, even during spring, in the Arizona desert, or not Arizona, Utah and Las Vegas desert, it was cold and miserable. And so now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a coward. I'm going to get heated gloves. I'm going to get a heated snowmobile motorcycle jacket suit. And it can rain and shit and snow and sleet all over me. That's fine. I'll be warm. Also, nothing worse than like it was a beautiful because <clears throat> the fall colors were all changing and especially in West Virginia. It was just beautiful. All the rolling hills and if you want to call them mountains, uh, Mr. Paul, I guess you could call them mountains. Those cute little hills you have out there on the East Coast. Just call them the Appalachia Mounds. Don't call them mountains. Just call them the Appalachian Bumps. That's basically what they are. But it's still beautiful with the colors of trees changing. Tree, uh, tree coverage went away a little bit there in uh, Chicago, but then driving through Wisconsin, again, it was beautiful, but I couldn't enjoy it because it just all frozen and teeth chattering. So, um, but welcome to the Clary Podcast. We're not going to be traveling anymore. I got only one more trip uh, out to Vegas. <clears throat> I'm going to see uh, Don Rickles this weekend, this upcoming weekend. And it's out there and back. The GF is, oh, don't you want to stay here with you know with your buddy Ken and the great Matt Baldoni and Captain Ben? I'm like, yeah, I would like to. But not as much as I want to just sit on my ass and stay home now. I got two, three video games I want to play. 
I got a ton of work I just got to crack down on. I want to get back to writing good quality blog posts because I've had a ton. I've, I've taken notes. I took an extra hour pulling the bike over and jotting down notes into my phone about these good blog posts I've had. I just want to get back to the basics. Back to the basics. Don't need to travel no more. And you fuckers could come visit me as far as I'm concerned. I've done it. I've done all the traveling. I've driven, tw- I've done two cross-country trips in one year, and that don't include the flying out to all these different places. You people want to come to, hey, Aaron, hey, Clary, hey, Cappy, it'd be great to see you. Well, why don't you fuckers come here? And now, guess what, assholes? You get to do it in winter. That's right. I said come here during summer. I told all my friends. I called Dirty Harriet. I told my lawyer. I told the talented Mr. Lee. I told everybody, hey, Minneapolis is a great place to come hang out in uh, summer. This is the one time that, nope, nobody, oh, when are you coming out here? When are you coming out there? Come on, no, we can't all be like you. We have real jobs. All right, I've done it. I've done uh, Cappy Appleseed. Instead of spreading a good word of the Lord, I spread good word of economics and hate. All right, I've done it. I've drove around Cappy Appleseed, riding his motorcycles, bringing the good word of free market economics to the masses, sleeping on people's couches as he goes away. It's some There's some... Folk story that somebody could write. <clears throat> what was the song? Hang on. The Robin Hood song? Actually, that'd be a pretty good idea. Somebody more musically inclined. Here's what I'm thinking. Oh, come on, YouTube. Uh, Robin Hood. Yeah, first hit. Little John Run Through the Forest. From the... Um, What's it called? The Disney movie. Is this it? Oh, I love this song. And my job is to... Oh, this is the intro. Here it is. Robin Hood and Little John walking through the forest Laughing back and forth at what the other has to say all right what do you got that's a song turn this back down <clears throat> poor audio there you guys can put it in little Aaron Clary driving on his motorcycle cursing at all the girls driving their SUVs Going saying how much he wants to kill people as long as they vote for those lefties. Had to go and change his oil without an oil pan. I don't know. You guys come up with the lyrics, so. Um yeah, but we'll be getting back to regular scheduling here. I just wanna sit. I wanna become like a hermit. Interesting fellow I ran into that I'm going to be playing D&D with. Let me, let me tell you about I, I don't want to mention his name because we'll, we'll just call him Vince. Um, I always thought about doing this. There was this town outside the border of Montana and North Dakota. For some reason, I want to say people were telling... I told you guys a story before. I'm going to tell you it again. So he came in from Jersey or Delaware, one of those shitty-ass states that all just seem to congregate around Washington, D.C., and they think they're full states when they're about the size of my backyard. Um, he he was supposed to stay at some bed and breakfast, some small little place. And I said, well, are you, uh, aren't you in IT? He said, well, I could work anywhere I want, but I like to go to hotels or small bed and breakfasts and write. 
because he, he writes books. I'm like, hey, you know what? I had the exact same idea. He's like, you ought, absolutely ought to do this. You ought to try because you're removed from all of your normal environment, whatever stimuli you might happen to have. You, uh, you're forced to sit there, especially if it's quiet. And if you pick the right type of town, there's not much other distractions. And so I thought I was just crazy because there's a couple of places I want to do. One is the, this town inside Montana, just the opposite side of North Dakota border. And then there's a, I know it sounds stupid, but there's the Motel 8 um, in Grand Junction, Colorado. And it just has this small little simple room. That's all, just this simple room, man. That's all it is. There's a, there's a chair, there's a desk, and there's a window. And you look out and you see the airport. And you guys are thinking, why the hell would you want, don't you want a lake? I say, no, there's something about it. It just, it just clicked with me. And there was a, the, the airport, <clears throat> there was the sun. You could see the desert, and in the back there was the mesas. And I'm thinking, this is this is the place I could just sit for like two to three weeks. And then you get bored of the place, and I'm sure it's a, a self-imposed harshness that would force you to ride faster because it never you want to get home. So you don't want it to be too comfy. That western town in Montana, that would be that would be all right. I could see that. Go there, all right. There's the local bar in town, all right. Maybe I go there and reward myself with a drink. But there ain't much else going on in that town. Grand Junction might be a little bit too much going on. That's almost too big of a town. But there's this type of type of this removed, remote, just you and your brain and your idea, and you got to bang that out, and there ain't going to be no interruptions. And then, uh, then I was thinking, yeah, I'd have to give my wife's permission to do that. Wife, can I go out and make money writing books? And then she'd say, no. Oh, wait, I'm not you guys. Oh, oh, zing, zing, oh. Oh, hey now. <laughs> I'm going to say, girl, I am leaving now. God bless it. There's been times I've said, you know what? I think tomorrow I'm going to go on a two-week trip. I'm going to go visit Denver Ben. Are you? Yeah. Do we have anything going on? Nah. All right, cool. I'll see you later, babe. See you, sweetheart. And I'm not mean. Sometimes I fly her out. First class, mind you, because she's tall. I've talked about the height thing. There's for us short people. There's no reason, but she's tall and she likes to wear heels on top of it. So I always, you know, I don't always, but I've, I've flown her out twice first class now, because I'm not a total prick. All right, let's get uh, let's get some sponsors here, shall we? Now listen, man. I like the news. You guys like the news? Oh, we got a ton of news. Not not a ton of news because uh, I've just been on my bike for two weeks. It's just a ton. I like to think, I, uh, is it the internet? Do we just have a finer net and we're dredging up more shit from the bottom of the ocean as opposed to the big stories back in the olden days? I know that's some of it. Uh, but I also, I do truly believe uh, people are just, they're just getting spoiled. It's not coincidence. All this government money, all this, this touchy feeling. I know, I know, we dredge up what we never imagined. From the bottom barrel, the filth of society with the smaller net of the internet, the finer net. But there's just, there's been a lot of monsters growing with this this sludge we've been throwing on them. But a bit of good news. Good news from news.com.au. That's Australia for your liberal arts majors. Government reveals 478 vet courses that won't be eligible for student loans. Vet not meaning, um, I don't know what, it's an acronym over in Australia, not uh, veterinary. If you want to study how to be a butler, acupuncturist for pets, energy healing, Pilates, or how to be a religious minister, don't expect to get loans from the government. Bravo, bravo. 
the Turnbull government, that's their prime minister for the liberal arts majors, Malcolm, is cracking down on the vocational sector, releasing a list of 478 vet courses that will no longer be eligible for its new student loans. Pro well, what are, what are the doctorates with acupuncture or doctorates in Pilates supposed to do? Were they so they spent eight years. I remember what was it? Didn't we have a gal? There was an article. I did a video about her, where she spent uh, the equivalent of eight years and ended up going bankrupt, getting various certifications in yoga, and uh, she was a single mom. Typical, typical story. You couldn't make it up. Um, and uh, it, what what are these worthless scum going to do? What are these veritable adult children? These ones that just want to, they want to avoid work at all costs. What are they supposed to do? By gosh, you know, Prime Minister Turnbull, they, they don't want to work real jobs, but they don't, they're too proud and egotistical just to take a government check. They need the government to create entire industries so that their egos may be masturbated and they have self-satisfaction, fake agency. What are you doing? Don't you know that that's what this is for? Students studying for the TAFE or other vocational institutions, including private colleges, can currently apply for a vet fee help student loan similar to a HELP, also known as HEX system for university students. I don't know why there's an education bubble in Western civilization. I have no idea. We have all these government programs that flood the system with money. That should make tuition lower, right? Just the amount of pain and agony, the amount of bullshit, the amount of, oh, <clears throat> confusion that would go away if we just gave kids and adults a basic education in economics. I know, I know it's not a employable degree, and at some point in time it was, like you could actually do something with a degree in economics, but then we flooded the market. But just the, the knowledge, just, and not, not this shit that passes for an economics class, at high schools and colleges, where, where we teach them the first time around, and then we teach them the exact same supply-demand curve bullshit, and, uh, and, ooh, ooh, producer supply, producer surplus. And then you guys all focus more on negative externalities than anything else. If, if we just actually taught real economics, like, here's the fucking budget. Here's the concept of, of price controls. Here's the concept of flooding a market. Here are bubbles. If we just did, if we just replaced the bullshit that they have now in education with the good old cap, maybe I should do that. Do old captains basic economics for fucking idiots, or you know, basic economics for normal economics that your economics teacher doesn't know, Jack. I'll I'll come up with something. And then nobody will buy it. What the fuck? Why haven't you guys bought Reconnaissance, man? Why is that? It's got great reviews, but my gosh, no one's buying it. Anyway. But rorting of this system has led the government to analyze the more than 800 courses being offered in the vocational education sector and identify the ones they think taxpayers shouldn't be helping students to complete. Education and Training Minister Simon Birmingham on Monday released a list of 478 courses the government student loan program will no longer cover. We want to ensure that the courses that Australian taxpayers are subsidizing and that we are encouraging students to study will optimize employment outcomes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You mean the government actually, look, hand in hand, Turnbull and Obama. I'll give Obama credit where credit's due. He did one thing that I like, and that is shutting down these fly-by-night uh, Pell Grant sponges. 
these uh, ITT, these DeVry's, these fucking... I mean, how did you not know? Don't you guys get that slimy, skeezy feeling like you're like this guy's a pedophile? Is it, aren't they kind of like the pedophile equivalent of the education industry of colleges? Don't, doesn't, doesn't it kind of concern you it's all online? Not that I'm against online education, but then they trump out... The, what is it? There's a school that uses, I think, Pittsburgh or Philadelphia or some shitty town in Pennsylvania... They, of course, it's it's a minority. It's a black guy. Uh, he has his. Uh, he, he was a cop. He was already a cop. Older fella. So I I actually believe this is not to besmirch the the man who became the their police chief. This guy probably became. He was a real cop. Worked a real job. He didn't need no fucking degree. Oh, but he got his degree over at whatever Devry or or um was it Phoenix or is Phoenix even in business anymore? Are they running into trouble? Let's take a look at this. Let's do a little segue here, ladies and gentlemen. Phoenix University bankrupt. I know that's going to result in Phoenix University could lose federal aid. Let's do Phoenix University news. Phoenix University. University of Phoenix. Uh... Nothing here. I don't know if they're still... I don't know. Oh, University of Phoenix, Wikipedia. Are they still in business? Hang on. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Lawsuit and investigations. Oh, yeah, here we go. Oh, yeah, several. 2000, 2002, 2003. Violated the higher education. How do you guys not know that these are fly-by-night? How do you... How do you... I know, I know the dumb students I taught at the now-defunct... Brown College, which I could talk about because they went belly up. I know, though, I mean, and the other school, but for the life of me, I don't know how it's still in business. I know the students that go to these colleges are dumber than fuck. But how, how don't, doesn't your survivalistic instincts kick in, especially when you got to fork over, especially 15 years ago, was 37 grand a year for some shitty ass school that you find literally in the strip mall? And now the government comes in and shuts them down. Obama, okay, I tip my hat to you. You did that. All right, Obama, he, he shut down crappy schools, and he is a good proponent of nuclear family. I just, I, let's, let's, let's tip hats where they are. Turnbull's doing the same thing. And just, but just like when ITT shut down, all these sheep, these sheeple kids who are, of course, independent-minded. They're so intelligent. They're just so independent-minded. They're sitting there, I don't know what to do with my future. What am I going to do? It's like, and, and these kids, I can predict scores, millions, scores of millions of young dipshit millennial Australians thinking that that evil Prime Minister Turnbull just just destroyed their futures. And look, you kids had no futures. You had no careers. You had no dreams. You just, I know it may shock and, and, and appall every young, or not every, but half the millennials, half of you in the world are below average by definition. And if you're going to these shitty-ass schools, taking these shitty-ass degrees, which are basically work, avoid, uh, work avoidance degrees, work avoidance classes, I'm going to become an acupuncturist. I'm going to, and, it's, and it's not like you need to go to college to become an acupuncturist. There are legitimate massage parlors. There are legitimate masseuses. There are legitimate acupuncturists. There are legitimate uh, Pilates instructors. 
Hell, I was a legitimate. I remember teaching ballroom dance. There were Pilates instructors right before I came into class. But nobody went to college. You mastered the art on your own. I didn't pay a fucking penny because I couldn't afford it to learn how to, you know, do ballroom dance. And then you just offered to teach. You, the people that take these classes have got to be the laziest half of the fucks of the millennial retards out there. Where, where instead of just going and doing it directly, you know, I got to go to college to learn how to be a, a, a Pilates instructor. <laughs> What's that look like? A lazy, could be Gen X or millennial who's going to become a Pilates instructor. Pilates is tough. Was it Zumba was another thing? Yoga, even I admit yoga is tough. But for you to become an instructor, that actually takes work and effort and mastery. Not to mention, when I see lazy millennial or lazy Gen Xer, I picture someone who's fat. I picture the amazing atheist. I picture somebody who doesn't want to work on anything. And for you to actually do a physical activity and you're taking college class, how many of these are filled with fat slobs? Like I remember when I was teaching um, economics in the college. There was the travel and hospitality majors, all broads, all broads, and all fat, everyone from fat. It's like you do know the only reason that you're going to make any money as a travel and hospitality major is if you're a hot chick and rich guys are basically going to pay you to be a whore. That's that's it. And you're too fat. You can't do it. You don't have the raw material. Well, you could if you lost the weight. Anyone can become a yoga instructor as long as they're not physically disabled. But you also need the work ethic to become that. And all I picture is seas of fat, lazy 20-somethings trying to lift their leg up or learning the technique but not actually doing it. Oh, where are we going? Currently, there are far too many courses that are being subsidized that are used simply to boost enrollments to provide lifestyle choices but don't lead to work. Outstanding! What, did you Australians wake the fuck up and get rid of your faggoty uh, leftist uh, retards? Uh, that you had after John Howard? This is amazing. <laughs> Mr. Brigham said uh, there were others on the list you'd expect employers to pay for. All right, good. At the moment, students can undertake two-year diplomas for courses like veterinary acupuncture, veterinary acupuncture. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Energy healing, butler service management, Ayurveda? What the hell is that? Hang on. Let's find out what that is. I just want to know how, how bad the rot went. What touchy-feely, mopsy-schmopsy bullshit is this? It's probably some, oh, it's third world, so it's really cool. Oh, the science of self-healing. Self -healing. Why is it going into Amazon? Let's do bang. I want a Wikipedia entry. This looked like it came out of East India, so we're going to worship it. Ayurvedic, Ayurveda. Medicine is a system of traditional Hindu medicine. My God, Clary, you are awesome. Native to the Indian subcontinent. Contemporary practices derived from Ayurveda. Yeah, okay. Fuck Western civilization and fuck uh, penicillin. No, we got Ayurveda. How to care for horse hooves. Golf management. Dude, bro. I remember people going into golf management. They thought, yeah, golf. There, I was going to be called. I was going to design golf courses. And religious counseling. Students will still be able to do these courses if institutions offer them, but they'll no longer be able to get student loans for them. Oh, my God. Along those to be excluded are a number of police-related courses, including undercover operations, forensic investigation, police witness protection, and police negotiation. All you people are going to go study. I'm going to go study criminal uh, history or criminology. 
police science. Blah. Oh, no, I can't pass the physical to actually become a cop, but I'm going to study, and then I'm going to tell the cops what to do. See, I have courses. I have a degree in criminology, and I know that maybe you are on the, on or in the field, but you see, like a snooty World War II general who sips his cognac while sending kids out to die in German machine gun emplacements, uh, I'm going to tell you to go out of into no man's land, and I'm going to tell you what it's really like on the front, because you, you don't have a degree. You just don't have a degree. Alternative therapy, therapies took a hit, including courses on reflexology. Okay, that's for all you. I'm going to go major in sports therapy. I'm going to major in what is it? Kinesiology. Mind-body medicine, kinesiology, clinical hypnotherapy, shiatsu and oriental therapies, traditional Chinese medicine, remedial massage, clinical aromatherapy, audiometry, 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 that's music therapy for all you faggots who have no musical talent, but then you couldn't, you know, lie to yourself. And say, I'm going to go become a musical therapist. As well as holistic counseling and flower essence therapy. God almighty. Australia, just like the U.S., except on the other side of the other two hemispheres. Our four-legged friends were also left out in the cold with veterinary acupuncture, veterinary Chinese herbal medicine, and veterinary Western herbal medicine expected to be cut. But no courses in the areas of engineering, information, technology, natural, physical sciences, agriculture, or environment will be impacted because they actually produce shit. No, I'm just kidding. I added that. The government's trend-down list of 347 courses that will continue to support was released today. Mr. Birmingham said courses were assessed based on whether the skills were in demand. My gosh. that I know, like introducing reality. The Turnbull government has run a test over all the different diploma level and above qualifications that are out there to ensure they are on at least two state and territory skills needs list. And we've looked at other areas of high economic needs such as STEM skills or agricultural skills to make sure the list represents our national economic priorities. My God, he's actually being a statesman. They care about the future. And they're willing to make hard decisions despite the howls coming from the retard generation. Most of the courses being excluded from student loans fell under health, society, culture, uh, or management and commerce subjects. New loans for these courses will be closed off at the end of 2016. The government also announced last week that it would cap the amount it would allow students to borrow for different courses. Great, look at this. They're scaling it to demand. Institutions will be able to charge more, but students will only be able to get a loan for either $5,000, $10,000, or $15,000, depending on the subject. After all this, it makes you wonder if the government just shouldn't get the fuck out of education. Like, is it is it really your concern? The, the free market will take care of it. Now, I know, I know the Turnbull government has, has done a good. They've done a good. I, I, I asked the philosophical or principal question, why the fuck are you in the middle of this? It, it's kind of like when YouTube and Facebook and Twitter, I, I try to look it up on their financial statements, but how much does it cost them to audit and censor things they don't like. Why don't you just let people say what they want? Why don't you have a truly free freedom of speech, free speech format platform on these social media outlets? And it's not your jurisdiction. Nobody cares. No one's going to blame Facebook or Zuckerberg because some Nazi guy set up a page. Fine. But then it also allows governments and everybody to see it. They're going to expose themselves. They're going to trip themselves up. Oh, look, here's a terrorist cell over there. They think they got the freedom of speech, which they do. But they're telling, they're, they're telepathing their moves. We can figure it out now. It's much safer.
But no, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta go. We gotta intervene because it gives us the good feels. See, we shut down this white nationalist website here. He he said a naughty, naughty thing about people that weren't white, and he said some disparaging remarks about women, and we we shut that down, and that gave us the jerk off good feels. Now it cost us $100,000 paying Tilly, Bob, and Fred uh, to go and, and look for things that we didn't agree with. Uh, but, and our shareholders could have been $100,000 richer, but, uh, but, but we, we here, we have, this is corporate social responsibility. Faggots. And I don't mean that as gays. I mean that as in, like, you're a bunch of faggots. South Parkian. Uh, we want to make sure as much as possible... We're driving prices down in a sector that has seen incredible inflations of prices in recent years. Mr. Birmingham has. Mr. Birmingham, my God, let me buy you a scotch. This guy gets economics. Imagine that. We just flood the market with government loans and prices go. He gets it. Of course, now the students are too blinded by their rage. And my future of being a horse acupuncturist Chinese Ayutaman is gone. <laughs> The government will also introduce tougher barriers to entry for providers, mandatory student engagement measures, a prohibition on the use of brokers to recruit students, and a stronger focus on students successfully completing courses. Course restrictions for providers and loan caps will begin from January 2017. Australians will have two weeks to give their feedback on the list, and the government will also consult with stakeholders to finalize the list. Here's an overview of the changes. All right, let's go through some of the courses that are out here. Society and culture. Uh, courses include diploma in justice, ministry, Christian studies, youth work, pastoral care, pastoral counseling, dance movement therapy, explosive ordinance manufacturers, practical rab- rabbinic, rabbinics. I think that's Jewish. Advanced Jewish studies, the education for women, multicultural ministry, academic and corporate English, chaplaincy, sports coaching, defense paralegal services, recreational vehicles, court operations, government investigations, youth ministry, fraud control, humanitarian services, uh, water sanitation, reproductive health, racing services, racing administration, and Talmudic studies. Um... I'm just going, there's, this is a huge list. This is a huge, yeah, and there's a picture of all these little Christian faggots carrying a crucifix. I, that is, as an American, that is a, an odd thing that there is any money going to any religion, religious studies. Um, I don't know what you guys are thinking down there in Australia. But I guess that, that it is what it is. There's, I mean, you want to see where religion still has an interesting effect through the government. Go to the Scandinavian countries. Uh, management commerce. These are out. Courses include diploma in leadership. Oh, leadership. We are leaders. Oh, I, I have a degree in leadership. Keep getting occasionally these, these young kids on asshole consulting. I want to get into leadership. I want, I want to manage a business. Oh, so once again, you just want to be a, a major in the military and not fucking fight on the front lines. So, cause you're a lazy faggot. Visual merchandising, share trading and investment, business, public conveyancing, Leadership coaching and mentoring, property services, golf management, payroll management, positive psychology. And well, this is great. They are cutting into the true fat. This is, I'm, I'm amazed. This is almost like they're going to get rid of MBAs. Uh, positive psychology and well-being, customer engagement, customs brokering, purchasing, general insurance, credit management, carbon management. Oh, look at that. They got rid of, oh, oh, you global warming, uh, um, what do they call them? Hyperbolus. 
superannuation, insurance brokering, material logistics, securitization, public safety, human source management. Yes! Yes! Personal care development and promotion, executive coaching for personal development, LaModa marketing. What the fuck is LaModa marketing? Visual communications, financial markets, loss adjusting, contract management. Man, look, they're finally realizing all this is bullshit. Retail leadership, workplace inspection, applied gemology, maintenance management, life insurance, document control, butler service management, local government, blood services, distribution of blood. Oh, I bet you this is the ones where it's like, hey, the companies can train the people themselves. Unionism and industrial relations, record keeping, consultancy, international freight. Man, did they, did they read worthless? Did they get, what what's left? Because they have out and in. I'm skipping the in. What's remaining for commerce? What is in? Courses in business, business administration, leadership and management. Well, then they're keeping the fat. Project management, logistics, accounting, property services, human resources. Man- oh, salon management. We're keeping that. Financial planning, finance and mortgage brokering, international business. Holiday park and resort management. Hospitality. Okay, all right, guys, you didn't cut enough. There's still some fat there left on the bones, guys. <clears throat> Ooh. Health. This is out. Coaching, reflexology, mind-body medicine, kinesiology, nutrition and dietetics for personal trainers, clinical hypnotherapy, shiatsu and oriental therapies, leadership, and expressive art and group work. Vibration therapy. <laughs> Women, I wouldn't doubt. You know what? You know, let the women have it. They're so brainwashed and so hopeless with the feminist studies degree. They don't even know what an orgasm is. I think, I think that's needed. It would loosen up the women a little bit. Let them have their vibration therapy. <laughs> the percentage of women that can't have orgasm, my God. Let, let the women have it, okay? Breastfeeding management. Honest to God. Was there, was there a class? They got that one up. Breastfeeding management. Food coaching. Oh. Let me tell you what, what the enemies of Western civilization, they're reading through this and they're, they're saying, my God, have Westerners become soft. Creative arts, what's, what's out here? Music theater, theater professional writing and editing, jewelry and object design, ceramics, dance, styling, journalism. All right, journalism is out. Thank God. Broadcast technology, screen acting, cinematography, makeup, circus, art, social media, marketing. This is great. Education. Oh, what's gone in education? TESOL, teaching English to speakers of other languages. That is an outstanding. Aboriginal and Torres Strait Island, outstanding. No more affirmative action to you lazy fucks who can't even learn the, ang- uh, the language. Dance teaching and management, yoga teaching and facilitation. Um, then there's some other. Home economics education, teaching students with Ostrom Spectral Disorder. There we go. You're realizing it's bullshit. Realizing like 1% of them that claim to have it actually have a mental disorder. The rest are all posers trying to get government money. Architecture is all food, hospitality, personal services, mixed field. Christian leadership. Co- oh, this is great. That is great. All right. So we're glad we're done with that. All right. That is a good little bit of news. What else we got for news? Now, listen, man. I like the news. You guys like the news? 
Uh, short one, meant to get to it here a long time ago. <clears throat> Scientists have found a new way to create mice. In a study published in Nature Communication, scientists at University of Bath, led by Anthony Perry. Because you guys all know Anthony. Uh, Anthony Perry. Hey. Oh, you know Anthony? Yeah, I know Tony. Tony Perry, the guy who works University of Bath, plays with mice, reproduction. Of course, who doesn't know him? Great guy, man. Oh, drinking under the table. Who the fuck is this guy? <clears throat> Have managed to fertilize a mouse embryo. That goes against the long-held biological dogma that only an egg can be fertilized to result in viable offspring. And only the egg contains the master instructions for triggering the complex developmental process that turns the union of a single-celled egg and a sperm into a full-blown animal like a mouse. This could have implications down the line that lead to of unheard-of ways to procreate that go far beyond in vitro fertilization procedures available today. Perry and his team start with eggs that were chemically stimulated to act as if they had been fertilized. Even though no sperm had been introduced yet, within 16 hours of that stimulation, the egg began, ma began making changes to its DNA in preparation for generating the hundreds of different cell types found in a mouse. Eventually, that process stopped since it only had half the genetic complement it needs. Uh, mammals, of course, need DNA contributions from both an egg and a sperm in order to develop properly. That's where Perry's team intervened again, injecting the genetic material from sperm into the developing egg. When they did that, they found that the sperm and egg remarkably began to act as if they had been united all along, copying genetic material each time the resulting embryo divided and splitting their DNA properly into each of the resulting offspring cells. In their experiments, 25% of the attempts resulted in a healthy mouse, pups, who went on to long live as twice, twice as long, or who went on to live as long as normal mice. Women were reportedly celebrating when finding out they no longer had to have sex in order to have children. That's... Oh, that's not what it's... I'm just, I'm just saying women are... Some women, a contingent of sick, disgusting women out there are very excited about the prospects. This is... You do understand, gentlemen, and ladies, but I'm going to tell gentlemen because we're in the dark on these things. Any article in the domain or, or realm of in vitro fertilization, test tube babies, it makes feminists and leftist women very excited and happy because they don't have to have penis... It, it's it's a long goal for some of these. They they do not like penis. They don't like sex. They don't like you. And uh, they, they have a dream. They do. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. They want to have children. They're genetically you know programmed to want that. But because of their socializing, their, their programming, their brainwashing in, in society, they hate men. They do not want. They do not want the pain. A all right. They they want test tubes. They want turkey basters. And if they can find a way to make test tube babies, not to mention most of these gals, they go out. They, they reach menopause before they let some guy hold the hold a cop of feel you know underneath the bra. Uh, so they're not going to have sex the traditional way. They're not going to procreate that way. So as long as they can. Oh, and then the you know in the realm of in vitro fertilization and and non traditional birth measures. Remember how they always celebrate if a gal's like sixty eight. And she she births a healthy normal child. Grandma has a, a has a daughter has a baby you know that kind of thing. They all celebrate. Do you, you ever wonder why they celebrate that? Because there's a contingent of women that don't like sex but still want to have children. That's what it is. This is and that's why I made the funny joke afterwards. <clears throat> Maybe we should do podcast or podcast. Maybe we should do uh, sponsors. I haven't done sponsors here in a bit. Um. We got the books out. Reconnaissance Man. That's all. Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty. Bachelor Pad Economics. Worthless. Enjoy to decline. Curse of the High IQ. All of my books are available and out there at least in paperback and Kindle. 
and most of them are going to be available in audio. Reconnaissance Man is available in audio. Bachelor Pad Economics is available in audio. Worthless is available in audio. And Curse of the High IQ is available in audio. And then I'm, I'm working on, I got a guy working on Enjoy the Decline. And then one of these days we'll get Black Man's God Out of Poverty. Uh, but that's not how they So they're all out there. Go ahead, buy them. And then there's the other books, the, uh, the backups, the top shelf, Behind the Housing Crash, and um, Reserved. And then there's the Captain's Quarterly as well. You guys can get that as well. Uh, then we have our good friend Adam Pickett down in Australia. He has two books out, Run, Guts, Pull, Cones, and his other book, Pushing Rubber Downhill. Those are available in paperback, audio, and Kindle, or at least Pushing Rubber Downhill is. I don't know if he's gotten Run, Guts, Pull, Cones recorded. Uh, we have The Stringers by T.J. Martinell. If you're looking for a good whodunit investigative journalism when journalism's, uh, journalism majors and journalists might have actually had moral standards and balls, the guy actually carries a gun, which, of course, we know graduates from the Columbia School of Propaganda, I mean journalism, don't have. Trollbert by Mitch Berg of shotinthedark.info fame. I read through Mitch Berg's book. If you don't know Mitch Berg, he's a local uh, radio celebrity here in the Twin Cities, and uh, he wrote a book, and like all noobs, rookies in the book writing, I'm just going to write a, a, a digital book, and then he didn't do the paperback, and I'm like, why aren't you doing paper? You go all this way. It's like going all the way to South Dakota, like going to Rapid City, but you're not going to see Mount Rushmore. Well, go see uh, the Black Hills and Badlands, but we're not going to see Mount Rushmore. No, certainly not that. Guys! Should I just charge for it? Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm gonna. I'll let. I'll let him flounder. I'll let him flounder, and I'll say, for five hundred dollars, asshole consulting will make it so you make a hell of a lot more if you do it my way. Obey me and do it the fuck my way. Dot com. That'll be the successor to asshole consulting. Uh, but anyway, his book, uh, Trollbert, spelled T R U L. B-E-R-T. You think it was that, like, Dogbert, but Trollbert? No, that's how it's spelled. But supposed, it's uh, supposed to be pronounced phonetically, which is true liberty. And uh, it is basically a post-apocalyptic Minnesota nice version of what would happen in Minneapolis if uh, the economy collapsed. And it's a pretty good book. It's different, but it's pretty good. Uh, because it shows you what happens to all the Minnesota nice people when they just, well, we just, good things happen. Uh, not again. If you guys kind of get tired, if you want, okay, here's here's why you should buy. You want to know you should buy this book? If you want to see what would happen in a post-apocalyptic world to all the non-aggression, pure, uh, non-aggression purists, these non-aggression people like, well, we just, we're just nice to everybody. And I believe in the non-aggression principle, but up to a point. Like, if someone's tried to kill me, and they're like, okay, I'm going to kill you back. But uh, these purists get theirs in the end. It's, it's kind of nice. Then we have Novsquam by uh, Ann Sturzinger. Go to annsturzinger.com, spelled with a Z, sturzinger.com. Also, Day by Day Cartoon, our good friend Chris Muir. I got to run ads on his site. I got marketing to do on my to-do list right here. Right there. Crap, I got a lot of crap to do. I got to run ads on his site. Trying to outbid some some moron running some, I don't know, looks like a science fictiony futuristic romance novel. It looks like crap. His book is crap. Trying to run ads for reconnaissance. That's important. Important shit. 
Uh, but he has a good uh, comic strip there, you guys, all on the daybydaycartoon.com. I did want to promote Two Brothers That Are Brothers uh, in Asheville, North Carolina. I know not uh, probably less than 2% of my population is ever going to go through there. But if you are a cigar smoker and you are in the uh, western part of North Carolina, go to Asheville, North Carolina. Go to CSO Cigars. CSO Cigars. Uh... Too young, uh, well, they're not young, they're older than me, but they look young. They're not dead, let's just put it that way. They're younger than dead, and these two guys, brothers, ended up uh, putting together a little cigar shop. And it's nice, it's quaint, I stopped there, and I had great conversation with them. They were very friendly, and I, oh yeah, I'll do what I can to promote you guys, because you guys know I like, I like helping out entrepreneurs, especially if the product is good. So they have a cigar lounge. If you guys happen to be in Asheville, North Carolina, look up CSO Cigars, it means Come Smoke One Cigars. If you're not going to be in that area, but you know somebody who is in that area, recommend it to them. And, um, yeah, that, that help out those entrepreneurs for those of you who are cigar aficionados. J.R. Guerra, J-R-G-U-E-R-R-A.com. This is the guy that put together the, it's a, he's a musician. Uh, he does guitar repair over in Seattle. So that's another reason you might want to go to this site. But uh, he put together... Uh, the song I had introduced the last podcast with, he has an album, the first Red Pill album. And uh, it has titles like Square, Matriarchy, Enjoy the Decline. Yes, he did write a song called Enjoy the Decline, uh, inspired by the book. No, I'm not plugging him because he did that. I am plugging it because the music is actually really good. I was kind of surprised. Um, a lot Sounds a lot like Phil Collins. Um I'm not joking. He, he it, It's a good, good album. So if you want, go to J.R. Guerra, G-U-E-R-R-A.com. Check out his... If you happen to be in the area as well and you need guitar repair, something guitar-related, uh, go there. Uh, but then also check out his, his album. The, the lyrics, for once in my life, I was actually curious about the lyrics. Because I'm like, oh, I'm wondering what the lyrics say here. Because most lyrics suck. They just, you know, I'm trying to think of a a song that has curious lyrics that, that were intended to tell a story that just didn't rhyme. This actually has a little bit more depth to it as well. So, uh, yeah, go ahead and get his album. and would appreciate it. Related to guitar, JohnnyMontoyaGuitarCourses.com. Johnny, spelled Johnny, Montoya, M-O-N-T-O-Y-A, GuitarCourses.com. Go to JohnnyMontoyaGuitarCourses.com slash play songs correctly on guitar. Aaron, was that the most comp? Yes, it was, but I didn't come up with it. It'd probably just be better to go to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. Look for the purple and yellow banner that has Johnny Montoya Courses. Link to it. And uh, if you're looking to play guitar online, you, you don't have the money to afford an in-person uh, instructor and you want to learn online, please check out Johnny's site. That's johnnymontoyaguitarcourses.com. I think you guys can figure out and navigate from there. If he asks where you came from, tell him the old captain sent you. And, um, yeah, that's what we got. All right, more news. Now, listen, man, I like the news. You guys like the news? This isn't news. As I said before, the news is not the news. The news is what the news is about. That's the news. Remember the old saying? The old captain said that in years. I almost forgot. Uh, from Heat Street, cover girl broke internet with cover of gay boy, but it's not enough. Woke feminist for woke feminist Twitter? What? I'm recording. This is from Heat. I refuse to give traffic to 
to like the original because it's on cover girl we're not gonna you guys know this unless you've been hiding under a rock for the past 24 hours you would have seen that Katy perry because you know it's important that we follow Katy perry i won't i won't deny wanting to bang the fuck out of Katy perry she's got that look she's a redhead She'd be almost as hot as that redhead down at, what was it, the Great Sand Dunes National Park. Woo! Woo-hoo-hoo! Fuck the park. Just go there to see that that uh, that uh, park ranger. Yes, ma'am. I do want to enter the park. All right. Enough. Enough. Shame on you, Clary. <laughs> but Katy Perry is one of those. But isn't this the gal that dated, uh, what was it, the biggest douche in the world? Um, oh... He's the British guy who's like comes from an incredibly fucked up family and he himself is fucked up. But he doesn't have the good sense to realize, hey, maybe you're so fucked up you shouldn't give advice, you know, except to basically not do what you did. <clears throat> Who is that guy? Russell Brand. That's it. He got dumped by her. Or she got dumped by him. So I mean, this is somebody I really want to trust. Uh, broke the internet this week by announcing on her Instagram page that for the first time in CoverGirl's history, a new face of the cosmetic brand would be a boy. And not just any boy, 17-year-old YouTube star James Charles. Was he a YouTube star? I wonder how many... James Star, let's look him up. No no besmirching to the guy, because you guys, as you know, <clears throat> I don't care what... I, I'm pro-gay trans whatever i really i really am i mean yeah go do your thing just don't shove it in my face and tell me that you're special or or that it's anything else then we are statistically different and and rare that's about it i'm not gonna celebrate choices uh when it's when it's not a choice uh james what was the idiot kid now look i just called him an idiot when i have nothing personal against him james charles james charles and now he's probably got a million followers 11 video. Honest to God, are you joking me? <laughs> James Charles. Whoa, no, 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 no music. That guy's got 11 videos. All this kid did. Honest to God, this is why I got to stop doing deep philosophical, genuinely help out. But let's, let's compare my Charles to my uh, channel to Charles's. If people followed my advice and heeded it, we wouldn't have housing crises. We wouldn't have dot-com bubbles. We wouldn't have, well, we, we would still have recessions, but they would be basically a, a recalculation or a reset to more accurately and efficiently allocate resources. It would be a temporary reorg. But this guy, what does James Charles have? He has, God damn it, 108,000. And all he did... You can't even call this makeup. All he did was put on face masks and dress like a girl. That's and so now this guy is set for life. If he if he doesn't squander the opportunity, he is set for life. Although it is impressive, I'm about one quarter as popular as him. The, even with the mighty Katy Perry and all the female and all the media, all he did was get five times the amount of followers. So. What he will do is teach young men how to basically screw up their lives and uh, endure applause and accolades from the female sector of society, which will mask the immense amount of pain, price, and agony you're going to pay because, frankly, you're not abiding by social norms. You may not, you may, and I know that's what you're fighting against, lefties. I know it's not going to change. You're not going to get 
half the population, well, half, 98% of the population to, it's not so much accept a different or alternative lifestyle, but they're not going to celebrate it. And this guy's going to go walk down the street with his egregious makeup. If you haven't gone to the YouTube site, I recommend you do just turn down the volume. Uh, that guy's going to play and get the shit kicked out of him. Unfairly right, but he is. This is this goes back to the slut walk thing. Yeah, you could dress like a slut, and you could say it's unfair and not right that somebody grabbed you and raped you. And now that's I agree, it is unfair. But you know, terribly sorry if you're going to dress like that. That's what's going to happen. It's victim blaming. Yes, it is. Get used to it because that's reality. Uh, Charles is a makeup artist who started trying on makeup on himself a year ago. How'd you make your money? I, I put makeup on myself a year ago. Now I'm a billionaire. Did you solve cry, uh, cancer? No. Did you come up with a really cool new engine? No. What did you do? I just became a freak. I'm like the amazing atheist, except slightly cooler. A couple of YouTube tutorials later, his fearless and daring looks lent. He's a freak show, guys. That's all it is. He's a bored teenager who probably lacks a real father. You know, 70,000 YouTube subscribers and a following of 448,000 folks on Instagram. Several fashion and lifestyle publications welcome the brand's move, calling it, are they going to say courageous or brave? Calling it a step in the right direction. What is right? There's no morality here. There's, there's no principles at stake. We're not discussing good or evil. A step in the right direction that would make us more accepting of men choosing to wear makeup if they want. Hey, guys, you, you can wear all the makeup you want. Just uh, don't be surprised if no one's inviting you to parties, if people are eschewing you, if you're statistically ostracized. Uh, and, you know, or if you can play and get the shit kicked out of you. I'm doing this for your own good. I know the girls. I know in the world when you enter the realm of ladies and cover girl and all that. The guy's like, you do whatever you want, and we're going to let until you get ass raped, until you get the shit kicked out of you, and you can't walk right ever again. You can listen to La La Land ladies, or you can listen to the harsh reality of men. Whichever you want, guys, whichever you want. And then then you really got to ask, is it the women that are using me as a freak show to sell additional issues of CoverGirl and additional makeup that really have my best interest at heart? Or is it the asshole guys on generally the right side of the spectrum, although I wouldn't say politics really enter this, that kind of care about my safety and my mental well-being? You, you find out who your friends are real quick. I, may I point out all the sad, the sad and tragic 50 unnecessary deaths because of the, the gay community suffered because they were all embracing multiculturalism? Because they all love the religion of peace? Who's your friend now? That's what I want to know. To the gay community, who's your real friends? You know, we're not, we're not going to bow down at your altar and suck your metaphorical non-binary uh, gender choice dick. We're going to, uh, we'll respect it. Fine, do what you want. We're not, you know, please do. I'm for gay marriage. Please go ahead. Just don't shove it in our face or expect special treatment for it. Well, when the rubber hits the road, when it really becomes important, say, life, <laughs> say, not dying, who's on your camp? Who's on your side? That's right. Those evil Republican, conservative, libertarian, right-wing bastards. It also makes sense from a business perspective. Oh, I bet. A 2015 massive millennial poll found that over 50% 
of the 1,000 people survey between the ages of 18 and 34 think gender lines are blurred and that some people fall outside conventional categories. Well, yeah, but if it's less than 2%. Look, all this is is virtue signal. That's all this is. Don't make it seem like, oh, yeah, the smart money is going behind getting a market of 2%. No one, okay, for those of you in the non-straight community, I'm being deadly serious. I'm trying to be your friend here. Do you think big corporations and government give two flying shits about you? Do you really think they care about you? Or do you think that they care about all the leftist program millennials, Gen Xers, and goody two-shoers? Who are all jumping on this green. It was green. Then it was save this. Then it was I'm going organic. All they had to do was slap a sticker on whatever crap they were selling. Talking about how small the carbon footprint is. And then people would go and buy it. Because they're good. It has nothing to do with that corporation being good or environmental or, or cutting in on carbon emissions. What it has to do is it gave an opportunity for people to virtue signal and masturbate their own egos. I only shop at organic. I don't buy child slave. It's all about me. And then they go drive their Prius. You're nothing more than the next Prius. That's all you non-binary uh, uh, sexual, non-straight people are to these people. You're a tool for them to parade their open-mindedness to get the real juice, the real dirt, which is about the 30 to 40, damn well near, I'd say 60 to 70% of the millennials to go and buy their stuff over at their house. Or at their product, at their stores. You do know that starting at least from my generation and certainly the millennials and definitely the next generation coming up, that it wasn't just enough to go and work a job, that it wasn't enough to go and buy your stuff and live your life, that everyone, for two-thirds of the current living population, Americans at least anyway, and Westerners, that they have to do more than just live and let live. They have to have a political crusade. And now, if they go and they drag you guys out and say, look, we support alternative lifestyles. Look at how great we are. They're going after that damn well near 50 to 60 to maybe even 70% of the younger half of the population to go and buy their crap. They don't give two flying shits about you. You're the Prius. You're the organic sticker, whether it's actually organic or not. You're the fair trade coffee sticker. You're the peace coffee. They're not selling you. They don't give a shit about you. They only care about what you can do if they, quote-unquote, support your decision and get behind you and parade you like a fucking freak show to get more people in this. That's all it is. Now, some of you may say, I don't mind being the bearded lady. I don't mind getting people coming in here, and, and I don't mind being the one-armed cyclops. I don't mind. Okay, fine. But I, I just wish you would know who your real friends are here. Because I don't hate this Charles guy. I feel bad for him. Um, also, when, uh, but CoverGirl's marketing coup wasn't so groundbreaking for a subsection of woke feminist Twitter users. What's woke feminist? Who didn't wait long before spreading their cis white male loathing. Oh my God, are you kidding me? Just because the poor kid is, is male and white, they immediately bitch and mo- I guess they do. Here it is. Uh, calling out gay men favoritism and throwing shades at whomever dared to disagree. What can you do? Some folks can never be pleased. When? All right, now they're quoting a Twitter. When will the world stop rewarding white gays for being mediocre? And here's another one. That's that. The point is, it's always white people being the face of all, no matter what. White cis men wearing makeup doesn't break boundaries. Make a trans woman a cover girl. Stop gassing up cis white boys who wear makeup. <laughs> it's not. 
all the world of the left, the world of the left. You look at the picture here. It's Katy Perry. She's smiling. There's Charles. That's as, that's as happy as they ever get. I'm not joking. I'm not saying it to make us feel better. These are miserable people when they go home. It's it's the it's the 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 paradox. My buddy who played in a great jazz band was telling me about. He's like, when you're on stage and you're playing your passion and you're kicking, even the great Matt Baldoni might be able to testify to this. <clears throat> you're on cloud nine. Everybody's having a good time. Everyone's there to see you. They love your music. It's great. You're making people happy. And then the curtain closes, and then 15 minutes later, after you pack up your stuff, you're at the Perkins by yourself, and everyone's gone. The party's over. No one's around. And that's it. That's all this is. Oh. Well, enjoy your 15 minutes of fame there, Charles. I hope you weren't too used and abused by people that really don't give two flying fucks about you. Oh, what's ah? Oh, we got some more sponsors. Oh, assholeconsulting.com. If you guys need my help, especially the non-street community, if you uh, be honest with yourself, guys, be honest. Are you really happy at, at home at life after the partying and all that? Hey, look, I got plenty of gay friends. It's all fun and games out at the dance club. They're having the time of their lives, and then when they get back, I can't meet anybody. Normal problems like normal people have. <clears throat> But because the media celebrates you so much just because what? Of something that you don't have a choice? The parallels between how we celebrate things you don't have choice that you're born with. I'm black. Oh, I'm female. Oh, I'm gay. Yay. What? You didn't do anything. You didn't do anything. So when you, when you start getting, you want to come around to the more mature people who actually give a shit about your future. And you have questions. Go to assholeconsulting.com or I, the world's only professional asshole. We'll give you the blunt, direct truth. Remember, if you want lies, go to Oprah. If you want the truth, hire an asshole. So um, go to assholeconsulting.com. Send me your questions. Send me your money. It is a paid service. Also, there's the Amazon affiliate program. If you guys would be so kind, do you really want to help out, but you don't really have any demand or need for my sponsor services or wares, uh, please, 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 I'm being deadly serious about this. I'm, I'm trying to... After I got back from the motorcycle ride, we're cracking down. I'm going to get serious about everything. Not that I wasn't serious, but to explain to you. Uh, if you can, it is not that you guys don't want to. I know you guys want to. It's that you forget. And the reason you forget is because you're just like me or anyone else. If you can bookmark my Amazon affiliate link, you just go to my site, captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. Look for the Amazon banner. It's in the top right quadrant. You'll see Amazon. That link there doesn't say Amazon.com. It says Amazon.com slash a whole bunch of other words after letters. Capitalism 06, something more like that. That link tells them that you came from my site. So if you can bookmark that link and you click on it like you do normally, or just remember to go to my site first, Captain Capitalism, and not go. Basically, the trick is to not go to Amazon.com, but to go to that site first. However you get into that habit... It doesn't take you any more time. It doesn't take maybe it takes you one more click. But if you do that, that one thing, I get seven percent of all your purchases. Doesn't cost you any more. Amazon just throws me seven percent commission for sending traffic their direction. If you could do that, that would increase significantly. I ran some numbers. I could be making you know well over six figures if I got everyone to just get on that. So if you really do like the old captain. You don't, I don't want, you know, I, I appreciate donations, but 
Don't do donations. Do this instead because it doesn't cost us anything. You're going to still get your stuff that you buy online. Do your weekly online shopping, all your online shopping through that Amazon affiliate program. If you do that, by gosh, then I can actually start writing books I really want. <laughs> That's, which ironically, most people may not like. But then I can start writing the fiction books that I want to write. And then maybe, maybe that. I can also finance other things. There's all these ideas I have. But I'm maxed out on time. But if I have money, I find out I could start outsourcing things and pay other people to do it. So if that were ever happened, I start making six figures on the Amazon affiliate program. Ooh, baby. Then I can launch a whole bunch of new projects. So uh, please do that. I appreciate it very much. And I appreciate those of you who they have. I've been, it's been inching upwards. We've been making progress. So thank you very much for all of you who do do your online shopping there. Uh, if you'd like to advertise on the podcast, we have roughly, I estimate, around 3,000 listeners weekly. But I will also throw you on the blog. I will also make a YouTube video for you, which has 26,000 subscribers, almost 27,000 now. Uh, we'll get your product out there. It's $100 a month. I can't promise you anything, but I can promise you. We, I don't do this. Oh, we need I don't these assholes, genuine assholes. We need six months advertising and you got to commit. It's like, what? Really? It's not that hard to throw up an ad. What is this? Why are you trying to screw people over? I want you to make money. So what I do is we do one month. We renew month by month, and if, and if you don't make money back on a month, that's all right. I, as a businessman, understand you need to make money. You have to have a high return on investment on your marketing. Otherwise, it don't make no sense. I want you to be successful. I want you to be in business. So if after a month, you don't make your $100 back, that's fine. No hurt, no foul. Uh, you know, Maybe you come back later when either I got a bigger audience or you come up with a product that might be more conducive and sellable to my audience. Uh, so it's, it's just month by month, $100 a month. And uh, if it works great, cool. You can renew. Otherwise, no. As long as it's profitable, you can advertise on the old captain's online media empire. Chad Elkins at ElkinsCPA.com. Go to ElkinsCPA.com if you are looking for an accountant and need some kind of accounting, tax, or financial services. Chad is not a leftist or a liberal or a communist. He is a good conservative libertarian. I don't know specifically what his politics are. I know he's not a leftist, and I know he's not voting for Hillary Clinton. So if you want to keep the money in-house and keep the money out of the leftists, although it's pretty hard to find a CPA who is a leftist because, well, after all, they see the numbers and data every day. They're quite empirical. Uh, keep the money in-house with the resident, the red pill resident CPA. That's elkincpa.com. Then we have the League of Extraordinary Podcasters, 405media.com, Small Scale Life uh, podcast. You can find that. These are all linked over at my blog. But you can find them online. The World According to Lori Zook. Z-O-O-C-K. You look that word up, you are going to find it. She's the only Zook I've ever met. How many Zook? It's not like Johnson or Smith. There's, there really is only one Zook, and uh, that person's name is Lori. Uh, go look her up. Financial Survival Network with Carrie Lutz. Uh, and then, oh, uh, Pushing Rubber Downhill. Adam Pickett has his own podcast, if you guys want to have the Australian accent. And then Silvio Canto. Over at Blog Talk Radio. Conto Talk, that's at blogtalkradio.com. I gotta type that in. Conto Talk. I got a new list I'm working from. Save that there. We have Glorious Carl's Glorious Hat. Go to gloriousHat.com where you could get Glorious Carl's Glorious Hat made with real fake dead animal. Winter is coming up. Keep your head warm with real fake dead animal. Go to gloriousHat.com. New sponsor, Race Riot Apparel. It is not. What you think it is. It is not an actual race. His last name is Race, spelled A R A Y C E. 
race, R-A-Y-C-E, Riot Apparel. He's playing a, a pun on words there. You can go to cafepress.com, spelled ra- uh, slash race right apparel, cafepress.com slash race right apparel. Um, <laughs> I'm going to start cracking down. I said I'd run the ads, but, and he's got some funny, he's got some funny shirts. And then there's one where it's like, really? Fucking really? I'm not racist, guys. Let me, let, I catch flack. Again, I, I, I straddle the world, world. my uh, Venn diagram is, uh, my, my Venn circle is very large and the funniest I, I enjoy is Stormfront, the uh the white supremacy group. And there is a difference between white nationalism and white supremacy. Words have meanings. I am perfectly fine with white nationalists, just as a black nationalist or Hispanic like the concept that you should have nation nations for different races. That that uh, a race should have the right to live and should have their own culture. Absolutely fine with that. Uh, we we celebrate Black History Month, Hispanic History Month. Oh white history month, that's horrible. No, it's not especially if we're to start treating everybody as equals. It's not. So that's where I will plant my flag and die on the, on this particular hill. Where I uh, draw the line is is white supremacy. And so when Stormfront thought I was one of them, and then in the same month, I think the same breath, they found out I was like quarter Jewish. And then they all said, oh, fuck that, Clary. He's a fucking kite and a Jew. And it's like, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> And then I'm finding out, hey, look, guys, I don't do racism. I don't. Oh, I'm very critical of racism. You damn right I'm going to rip them to new one. When I see misbehaving behavior like this faggoty fuck, this Hispanic kid, although I'm sure he's just a model where it's like he's got, because Halloween's coming up, so now the, the Hispanics, La Raza's going to come out. And, like, if you dress with a sombrero, uh, you're racist. No, fuck you. You're a bunch of fucking pussy victim whores who just basically want our money. You ain't got the guts to take it by force with a gun to our head. Because you're pussies. That's all you are. You're pussies. Pussy, pussy, pussy. You're pussies. Because that's it. You're just like, oh, you're racist, discriminated. You're wearing a sombrero. You're dressed like a Hispanic Mexican. That's not. So there's this meme going around. That bullshit, yeah, I pick on that. Because you are. You're, 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 it has nothing to do with your race. You're a pussy. You're a coward. And you grab it whatever you can, your gender, your made-up sexual identity, or the color of your skin, and you say, things are going well because you don't like this color. And it's just the biggest bunch of kind. I will call out the put. And those who are on the right, especially our Mexican friends, rip this guy a new one because they don't they don't want to be associated with this guy either. But I, I do not, I don't do racism. I don't. I'm not a fucking Nazi. I don't even think it's funny or cute when people do this. Uh, I understand trolling. That's fine. Uh, but no, I'm not. And man, guys, there's a world I see because, again, my Venn diagram is that big. Yeah, there are some actual racists out there. And yeah, there are some some genuine fascist tyrants that if they ever got power... But right now, I wouldn't worry too much about that because uh, right now I worry more about the communist tyrants getting power. But my God, the you know of all the things I got, I I got enough shit to deal with dealing with the left slinging their false accusations of racism, bigotry, fascism, and I don't need it coming from the right. No, you're not on board, you man. You're not with us. Hey, shut the fuck up, you little fucking pussies. God Almighty. Anyway, um, what the fuck was I going with that? They're talking the glorious kind of race, right? Oh, yeah. So this, this dude, race, 
Get rid of that one fucking shirt or you're not going to be renewed here, okay? I'll keep your money this month, but you're going to get rid of one of the, one of those shirts. Uh, otherwise, the rest of the shirt's fine. Go ahead. So if you want to go to Race Riot Apparel, go ahead and get your, your shirts there um, and piss off all the, the right and maybe not so right people. Uh, academic Composition. Go to academiccomposition.com if you are uh, uh, basically smart enough that you don't want to write your own worthless liberal arts papers. Because that has nothing to do with your degree. AcademicComposition.com will do your homework for you, writing your papers for you. So go to AcademicComposition.com, where Alex and his crackpot team of staff writers will write your papers for you. Uh, you can also become a writer at Academic Composition. So if you are good at writing bullshit, you can go to Academic Composition, email Alex. All the emails go to Alex. Don't see Alex's email. <laughs> Just fucking email Academic Composition. Alex will get it. And uh, he's always hiring people to write for him. He also is hiring people to do marketing where you post ads up on um, Craigslist. Uh, the problem is neither job is exciting or entertaining. Uh, it's a job. It's boring. But uh, if you do that, you can work wherever the hell you want because it's all online. So uh, if you want to work in a very cheap place down at a beach in Mexico or Thailand or whatever, um, yeah, go to academiccomposition.com, grab your laptop, and get the fuck out of Dodge. Winter's coming up. Why be here? Uh, if you are looking to have someone do your audio recording for you, any kind of audio services, I usually use people to do books and read uh, quality posts of mine. Uh, I recommend two uh, young audiologists, if that's such a thing. Jimfear138.blogspot.com. That's Jimfear138.blogspot.com. And Undertow Audio at UndertowAudio.com. Both are young gentlemen who are professionals and will do your recording wishes for you. High quality, affordable, fast turnaround. JimFear138.blogspot.com and UndertowAudio.com for all my... Predominantly, this is for my, my Mitch Berg friends who have great works of literature. But then when it comes time to execution, like, whoop, did the Kindle, that's all. No. No, guys, you are not done. And you are only getting a third. Like, you've done 99% of the work. You just not, have not gone that 1% uh, to capture a, a double, triple your sales. So please, for those of you who happen to be uh, authors and self-published, go to these guys, have them do your books, make some fucking money. Uh, Instagram.com slash ultimate reading list. Go to Max ultimate, uh, Max's ultimate reading list where you can run ads on his site and sell your book or you could buy some books there the, uh, on the ultimate reading list. Uh, it's absolutely worth one uh, month of advertising. It's 100 bucks. <clears throat> I recommend doing that. Instagram.com slash ultimate reading list. And uh, so if you want to buy a book, you don't know, oh, what do I want to read? Go to ultimate reading list on Instagram.com. Also, contact Max, email him, and see if uh, your book could be advertised there as well. InDemandCareers.com, our good friend Seth Himes. If you're looking for a, a career in digital marketing, uh, you could take Seth Himes' basic course. That's, that's what it is at InDemandCareers.com. It is a fraction of the cost of college both in terms of time and money. I think it's if you want, you can bang it out in a month. I think he charges by month. It's like $79 a month. Uh, and he's had people starting off at around $60,000, $70,000 a year. I don't know why you would go to college when you have this option. So certainly give it a shot if you're kind of wondering, well, I don't know what to do with my life. I don't hey, it's not going to cost you anything to go to indemandcareers.com. Okay, check it out. See if this is something for you. If you go there, let the old uh, let Seth Himes know that the old captain sent you. And then there are my classes, the analysis, evaluation of stocks, 
Uh, and then uh, stocks, bonds, vesting, oh my. If you go on the internet and search that, you'll find those two classes. They are offered at hundreds of different places. So I don't care where you take it because it's taken online. I still get your money. So if you want to learn how to value and analyze, ta- uh, analyze stocks, take the class, The Analysis Evaluation of Stocks. If you are a rookie or a noob or know nothing about uh, investing, finance, etc., taking that class, Stocks, Bonds, Investing, OMI, will introduce you to... Off. It's a mile wide and an inch deep, so you're not going to become a specialist in anything, but you will, uh, you'll learn, you'll, you'll at least figure it out. You'll learn the lay of the land and figure out, oh, this is how finance and investing is supposed to work. And then if you read some of more of my advanced economic pieces or you understand uh, reserve, uh, uh, world reserve currencies, you're like, oh, it doesn't really work that way, does it? And you're like, I'm glad he took me through this all, so I have a great solid foundation. That's your first step. Do you want to become an economist like me? Take that class. That's the first step. And you'll, you'll be in the top 5% of people on finance and investing. You'll know. You won't be one, like one of these fucktards that are all like, oh, I don't even have enough. What was it? 50% of Americans don't have enough for a week of reserve cash. I mean, even in my worst of worst finances, I made sure I had more than a week of cash. My God. And uh, that is it for spawn. Oh, I got I to gotta tell you. I, would, I forgot to mention this about Kentucky. So I was down in Kentucky, and I had my, my KFC uh, dumb white people story. And that's not racist because they are dumb white people in eastern Kentucky. Uh, well, I was trying to find the original first Kentucky Fried Chicken, which I did find. But I also, I had time, and one of my, if not my favorite James Bond movie is Goldfinger. And I remember different scenes where they're at Goldfinger's uh, horse ranch, I was like, oh, I wouldn't mind checking out that horse ranch. Or they're driving. I know this sounds very odd or, or peculiar, but they're driving this old uh, Cato is driving the mafia boss to, quote, the airport. But he's just basically going to kill him. And he had this really pimp-ass looking gangster car. I, I just like it. But I was driving down the strip, and it was like a Sonico, a KFC. And I'm like, I'm wondering where that is. So I go online and try and search because I was like, is it in Lexington? I'm getting gas in Lexington. I have two hours. Maybe I could go and actually see this scene from the early 60s when kind of like the pinnacle of American achievement. Maybe there's some of these buildings still standing. Well, it turns out, okay, that one strip was filmed, but they didn't list it. Practically all, all of Goldfinger was filmed in the United Kingdom. There were only spare little bits and pieces of it film actually in the United States. And they would just send a, a camera crew out. I don't think Sean Connery ever set foot in the United States. The, the, uh, the Fort Knox scene, that was a studio in the United Kingdom. Didn't even happen. So I was like very upset to find out that where I was like, oh yeah, there must have been a ton of places in Kentucky. They, even the horse ranch that was out that was not in the United States. The golf course I knew though, when they're in the golf course, I looked at, I always thought that was in Scotland or something. But I guess that was supposed to be taking place in Kentucky. But I was like looking at that. I'm like, no, that's in that's in the United Kingdom because it's too green and it's too cloudy. It's it's too it's too uh, drab. That's not Kentucky. I knew that, but then I thought, oh no, you're supposed to think that's Kentucky. So I was very upset. Goldfinger was not in Kentucky. Never was. Oh, okay, the actor Goldfinger. He actually was in the United States, but yeah, Sean Connery never set foot here. All right, that's, listen, I got a ton of shit to do. I got to go run. <clears throat> I got to go to a... I know this... Okay, it's not me, but hear this out. I got invited by my uh, by my IT guy, my website guy. 
he's he's local too. He's in Minnesota. He says, "Hey, BrianJohnsonDesign.com, by the way, if you need any website stuff worked on." He says, "Hey, um, I belong to this club or this group, Small Business Association of Minnesota or Minneapolis or whatever. We got this meeting. We have this weekly, monthly meeting or whatever. People talk. You you might want to come in and check in on it." I, eh. I wasn't even un- un- announcing words because it just—that's really how I felt. There were no words. It's just meh, meh, gah, zuff, buh. It's like, well, you might like it, and then I, I said, I thought about it more and more because what, what tricked me? I said, okay, now I'm into this. He says, yeah, bring, bring like you're supposed to bring, bring fifty business cards, and then the evil part of my brain kicked in. I'm like, wait a minute. This is going to be a group of typical, and I don't know if you guys got this. I know the Twin Cities has. I imagine every major metro area has this. But it's like the top 40 under 40, the up-and-coming young people, hey! You know, basically using us, we're the the Charles whatever cover girl boy wearing makeup. Like, look at these young people. It was very prominent back in the dot-com days where every dipshit who could program a, a website and got funding from old farts that didn't know any better. He's going to come up with a new email exchange. Oh, my gosh. He's Tyler Tyler Mixon, and he's an up-and-cunning 40 under 40. And, and then you never – basically, it was a death knell. And if you ever got on the cover of 40 under 40, that means you were going to go bankrupt. You were not Steve Jobs. You were not uh, You were not Mark Zuckerberg. And so it, it kind of had this air of, like, young up-and-coming entrepreneurs. Hey, let's go to the Walker Art Museum and, like, act all cool and hipsterish, right? So I think – Especially with my business, there ain't no asshole consulting there. This, this, this truly is a revolutionary business model. And its origins, if I be honestly truthful, are politically incorrect. How'd you get your business started? Well, because feminism created a bunch of divorces and everyone's fucking up the children. And I get a lot of questions from men who've been raised without fathers or pussies or predominantly by single mothers. Which is true. It's 100% true. And there's just going to be crickets chirping at all these elitists kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm Chazius, but Chazius in the third. They're going to have their, like, champagne. I'm going to be sitting there, and I'm thinking I'm going to show up on my motorcycle. I don't know if I'm supposed to wear a suit or what. I'm just going to show up, motorcycle, jean jacket. Hey, how you doing? No, I'm an asshole. That's, yeah. No, and unlike all your your businesses, I actually make money, and I'm not hunting for, like, uh, investors uh, to keep me afloat for another couple months. I don't know. They could actually be all legitimate, viable business. I have no idea. But if the handful that I ever attended in the past, which are nothing more than cock-sucking, ass-kissing, networking things, this is before the internet, Think and you you millennials and you, what do they call them, post, uh, post-attack, 9-11 attack generation, they, they have a phrase for it. You guys have no idea how lucky you are that you don't ever have to do this ass-kissing networking bullshit again. That was how you had to go to meetings and had to go after-work networking events. Hey, how you doing? I'm going to act interested in your boring-ass fucking life, so maybe you give me some fucking money. Business cards. Everyone handing out business cards. I I knew that was bullshit. I just knew it was bullshit. You don't want to have to go to the... That's work. And worse than work, it's like you're, you're, you're acting. You're being who you're not. It's like trying to fuck a chick that's really hot but has a horrible personality and you just want to stick your dick between her tits. That's the really, and you're just listening to her blather on about herself or whatever mundane bullshit just so you can fuck her. And and that's pretty much all this is. Or I'm gathering that it's going to be. But maybe not. Maybe this is going to be something cool. 
So I'm going to go there. And the <laughs> here's, here's what's really sad. So the thing starts at 11.30, right? I'm going to be dead tired by the time I wake up because I slept in until 11.50. Now, I got to wake up an hour. I got to probably shower and clean up a bit. And then I got to drive to wherever the hell it is. And I'm going to be, I'm going to be, that's going to be early morning for me. And I'm going to be waking up. All right, hey, how are you? Hey, I'm Chaz McChadiuson Stevenson the fourth. Who are you? Aaron Cleary. Hey, Aaron. I don't see you wearing a suit and a bow tie. Bow ties are in, you know. Yeah, Chadius McChadiuson, how are you doing? Because I'm not a faggot like you. Oh. So where are you pissing your daddy's money away this time, Chadius? Well, oh, oh, I see you're not a common guy. <laughs> well, you see, bow ties are in, and I'm selling bowties.com. It's a new upcoming thing. It's all organic. We don't use child slave labor. It's fair trade bow ties. <laughs> and we uh, we sponsor the transgendered alternative lifestyle. And that's alternative lifestyles bowties.com. I'm looking for $1.7 million, and my dad only funded me 500000 I see you're probably not as cool in here. Oh, yeah, you millennial faggot. Yeah, no, I only... Do you have a son, Chaddius McChaddius, in the third? Because if you do, please please start having sons, because I need, I need future clients. And if your son that I'm sure you're going to raise up to be a fucktard, either through divorce because you married the wrong woman, or... You're just such a fucking pussy and a pathetic excuse for a man. Your son is going to be really fucked. He will find me. He will find me later. So if you could breathe, that'd be great. Matter of fact, if you could just stop wearing a condom and just blow your load into every woman you meet so I can have some more rat bastardized children, that'd be awesome. And then I can make a lot of money off of your spawn. So, hey, well, <laughs> it was really nice talking to you. I'm going to go away now. That's how I imagine a lot of these conversations going. I will walk in and they will look at me and say, wow, that guy has zero fucks to give. <laughs> I don't know. It could be like that. I'm just imagining. I'm going to walk in. The needle's going to go off the record. And they're going to be like, ew, who is that? He's not wearing khakis. He's not wearing a button-up polo and khakis. Who is that? He has jeans on. My God, is his hair still wet? It looks like he just woke up. Tabitha, Tabitha, darling, come here. Who is that rugged man? He looks almost middle, middle class. If I do say, Thaddeus, he does look a ruffian, doesn't he? He didn't go to the St. Thomas School of Business. My gosh, I doubt he even has his MBA from the Carlson School. A man without an MBA? Heaven forbid. Oh my goodness, I think I'm becoming David Niven again. Why, yes. Perish the thought, a man without an MBA at this fine exclusive club? I say, are you are you in search for a venture car? You lost, my dear boy. No, I'm... You're... At the behest of my web developer. Huh, how are you doing? You got coffee over there? Are you drunk? No, I just woke up. Just woke up? Have you no work ethic, old man? Much more of a work ethic than you, old chap. I was working till 3 a.m. writing. My company actually makes money. I only invested $500 equity into it and had no debt. Who are you parasiting off of for your venture capital funding that they have no hopes of ever getting their money back? 
And what poor sap actually lent you money? Did you go to the small little community banks that I worked at that lent you the money that you're never going to pay back? Let me get it. You starting a, a sports bar? You going to start a sports bar? Oh. Because if, you, if, if your business idea is that stupid, I know tons of community bankers that are dumber than fuck and they don't have any, on any underwriting control. They, you know, a matter of fact, if you got an LLC or an S-Corp or a separate corporation separate from you, what you can do, I know they didn't teach you this in, in, in uh, St. Thomas Academy, but what you can do is you can go borrow a shit ton of money, you know, you pull a cylinder, you pay yourself an ungodly annual fee as CEO, CFO, and, and, and for you millennial faggots wearing the bow ties, you could, you could also have a, a chief equality officer or corporate social responsibility officer. You could, you could pay yourself. Well, it doesn't really matter. You could pay yourself whatever you want. Just put chief in front of your title. You have no intention of actually making money, but for three years, as long as you could dupe people into giving you money, you can make off like a bandit. You actually can. That That's what I should have done, frankly. Good heavens, that's a genius idea. It's exactly what we're doing. I just thought we actually might stand a chance. Tabitha, have you heard this young crazy man's idea? It's exactly, it's, it's almost like embezzling, but legal. Why am I picturing people with monocles on sticks? Or not monocles. Um, like they use those binoculars on sticks. Oh, yes, I do think he's quite middle-middle income. You guys know what equity is? You know what a positive bottom line is? Eh, no. I'm going to go back to bed. See, you guys. It's been fun. I don't know. I'll report back. I'll let you know. Now watch. Actually, it'll be one really good. be a bunch of cool guys like me actually making fucking money. Like, yeah, wow, really? A baby boomer list like actual entrepreneurs club? This is great. We're all making money? This is all. Maybe that what it is what it's going to be. Maybe I'll find my people, my true calling. All right, that's it. Listen, uh, for the men, fidget with your nuts. Make sure that you uh, uh, don't have the testicular cancer. Have your ass checked if you're 40 years old or older. Uh, make sure you ain't got the ass cancer or the rectum cancer, whatever the fuck it's called. Because uh, now I know four guys uh, that have prostate cancer. Uh, and if the girlfriend ain't going to fidget with your nuts and she won't let you fidget with her boobs, then she's going to have to get her mammogram and you're going to have to get your nuts checked. So check your nuts, fidget with your nuts. Also, tell family, friends, loved ones, enemies, and people you are generally indifferent about, about the old Captain's Online Media Empire, empire the blog, the YouTube, the podcast, asshole consulting, the books, all that uh, stuff. If you could vote, subscribe, comment, like, share, and what would be another one? Point a gun to somebody's head and threaten them under death to go and like my play. Uh, please do it. That's how we get the old captain out there and keep myself online and make it so I can sleep in till 11.51 a.m. All right, that's all we got for the Clary Podcast. We'll catch in with you kids later. Podcast free, or sorry, cursory podcast next episode. See you guys later. Toodles.